It's the True Penny Show with your host James True Penny. Hello and welcome to the True Penny Show. We are actually back on some kind of schedule this week, and we're not reviewing seven shows in one go like we did last week with Evan Marcus. I'm Mr. John Dinsdale to talk about uh, all together again from All Japan, New Japan, and from Noah. How are you doing, sir? Doing pretty well. It's a sh- it was a shame to miss out on the death match stuff last week, but schedules and real life just have a habit of getting in the way. This is it's, true. It's fitting that we're talking about this show. Like, we're recording this on Father's Day because there's a lot of dad violence on this show. Oh, this is, this is, this is dads being dads. This is the show. It's, <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's, well, here's the thing I want to discuss with you about it. Well, me and John, if you go back into the archives, uh, in the beginners guide to Japanese wrestling a few weeks ago, actually reviewed the first two altogether shows from 2012 and 13, as you know, we were kind of knew we were heading into this, and both of them were done on either side of the Rainmaker shock, and but neither of them kind of reflected what was going on in any of the companies at the time. They were kind of standalone affairs, whereas this show feels much more like the part of the story of Noah, New Japan, and All Japan than those shows did. Does that make sense to you? Now we've watched it, it does, and it's probably unfair to say this at the start, but it feels to me like, even heading into it, there was a lot of stuff going on on this show, specifically around the main event, but generally on this show, there was a whole lot of, like, you know, there's a youth movement in All Japan at the moment, Noah's got some big-name stuff going on, so is New Japan Pro Wrestling. There seemed to be a lot of momentum going into this show, which for a standalone bit of fun to raise money for charity, mate, was a bit interesting. What did you think, John? Yeah, it was quite funny watching them sort of try to put storyline stuff in and tension building and, like, showcasing it into a show that has previously kind of just been treated as a little sort of attraction to raise money for things now i'm not saying it's a bad idea it's not you should be using every show possible to at least try and build something so but yeah as you said it was kind of funny to see the differences between what were essentially two let's pack as many names into the card as we can to show out versus this one sort of still pack as many faces into the card to show out but with storylines Yes, definitely. So the show was at Sumo Hall. They had 6,569 in attendance, which isn't bad for Sumo Hall. It was awfully empty for the first half of the show, though. Mind you, with this opener, I wasn't surprised. Black Men Sovere, Ryo Inoue and Raisuke Takuchi, along with Yo, defeated Alejandro at Sushi Katage, Seiki Yoshiako and Super Crazy in 9 minutes and 10 seconds. In a bit of a junior heavyweight, let's have some entertainment to kick the show off, kind of traditional Japanese kind of presentation of a show. Does what it says on the tin wrestling. Was a bit of a mess. Was a bit of fun. Not a lot she can say about it, really. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but it, but it, it wasn't exactly going to be, you know, Luthez versus Ricky Steamboat, and that's perfectly fine because you need a bit of a palate cleanser, as Vince McMahon would say, to kind of get you into the story of the show. What did you think of this one, John? Yeah, it was fine. You can't really put on like a super, like ridiculously high quality match right in the, right off the bat as people are coming in because then like half the audience won't see it. But it's it's fun. It gets 
And there's some surprising names in this match where you're thinking, I'm sure you should have been used later in the card, considering some of the people that were used later in the card. But, like, yeah, it does what it says on the tin. It's not offensive. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Um, anyone stand out for you in this one? Because I thought everyone did all right. All right, really. There wasn't anyone who was, like, really bad. Yeah, it was just everyone in here is a dependable hand. And again, they were just a dependable hand here. Nobody was trying to outdo anyone. It was just a case of, right, we've got 10 minutes or so. Let's just have some fun. Yeah. It was Noah Juniors versus All Japan and uh, New Japan Juniors as well, which made for interesting kind of like uh, uh, crossover there. Um, that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah. It's always it, like funny when you, because we're obviously referring to weight classes, but then saying juniors when there's Taguchi and super crazy in the match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Taguchi's kind of like, apparently still a junior heavyweight. I'm, I'm not completely convinced he is. I know super crazy is a couple of pizzas over, clearly, I think. I think we can agree there, can't we? <laughs> it's like people had no context. They'll be like, why are you saying like two old men like... Super Crazy and Taguchi are juniors. I was like, because that's how heavy they are. Super Crazy was a junior in 1997, yeah. He hasn't been a junior since, ooh, mid-2000s? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and Taguchi, hey, even Yo, Yo's been to the gym, and he's cutting, and he looks pretty big for a junior heavyweight. I know he's like a junior heavyweight stature, but his shoulders are really well developed these days, and he's kind of filled out a bit more. And I'm not convinced he's as junior as he once was. But he's not going to be a serious anyway. Like, I find it funny that you're still struggling to sort of get out of like the lower card stuff. It's like think, every time they redevelop him, he ends up right back where he was. I think the thing is, they kind of stuck with him in the sense of. He's not Hiromu, and he's not Desperado, and he's in—he's not going to have the same kind of overall effect that they're going to have. And in the same breath, he's not Master Wato either, because he's not quite young enough. He's clearly proven the fact that he's actually the biggest star between him and Show, and that's fine. But once you've done that, where do you go next? Show's not even on this one. Yeah, it's just like, he's actually more useful than Show was, and everyone didn't think that would happen. <laughs> um, but it is kind of like, it's the... Um, do you remember the WWE character Nails? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is with him, he's a former prisoner at Cook County Prison uh, in Atlanta. So once you've had... Sorry, Cobb County Prison in Atlanta. So once you've had a feud with a big boss man, what do you do then? He's done. <laughs> he's had the biggest thing yeah. that could happen to him, and he's done. And that's it. And that, you know, that was kind of like the mistake they made with him was he wasn't a general purpose thing, you know. And it, it, Jim Cornette used to complain about this with OBW, like, you know, we need someone who's a limousine driver. And they were like, well, I'm training wrestlers, and you, I can get you a guy who's a limousine driver, but wouldn't it be better to have a guy who's a wrestler that plays a limousine driver so he can do other things once you finish with him as a limousine driver because I guarantee you being a limousine driver is not going to last that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, and that's the thing is just like, yo, once you split up the most successful junior heavyweight tag team you've had in 20 years, what do you do with them then? You can't yeah, stop them. You've shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, just, mm, anywho, let's just move on. To we should not be match. dwelling this much on the fucking opening <laughs> We should not. Well, I mean, hey, we try and give everything its due here. Boy, heck, we give this its due. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Angry men. Angry old men from both sides of Noah and New Japan Pro Wrestling as the tough. Masaya Kitamiya, who isn't that old, and Yoshiki Inamura, who's actually quite young, along with Daiaki Inaba, uh, go up against Hiroki Goto, Tomohiri Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Your members of your New Japan Strong, IWGP World, and uh, Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championships against the guys from Noah, who Yoshi, sorry, um, Tommy Hiroishi started a fight with at um, Wrestle Kingdom in Yokohama when um, he kind of fell foul of Kitamiya and Inamura at the end of the match. And they had a bit of a set too. So he brought his mates with him. They brought in Arbor with him to even score up. Eight minutes, 28 seconds. Bit of a blast, this. All big guys who don't really like each other very much. Hitting each other really quite hard. What more could you want? This is how you open the show on style. Just massive amounts of violence. Like, it's so fun seeing Yoshihashi as a salty bastard now. It's just something <laughs> you'd never have considered like two or three years ago. It's like, oh no, Yoshi. Yoshihashi is hitting harder than like half the roster now. And it's like, what? Yeah. Just took him several tag teams with Goto and Ishii together. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, this is this is the thing. It's like, it, in, I'm going to go with another old story here. It takes people a long time to realise certain things. The story of Mick Foley's biography about watching Kevin Nash no-sell punches one night in a WCW show. And he says, well, I know for one thing, if Jake knows it, he saw Jake Roberts, who was just like no selling punches that Sting was throwing at him. And Kevin Nash said, well, I know one thing, if Jake can get up with that pop belly up there and no sell punches from the biggest star in the company, I know I can do it too. <laughs> and his improvement was immediate because <laughs> it just takes him a while to figure out, hey, if I hit people really hard, like they're hitting me, then maybe this will kind of flow a bit better. And that's basically the big difference is. He hits really hard now. And, you know, he is really good. And he always was really good. He just believes it now and acts like, wrestles like he believes it, which wasn't always the case, was it? Yeah, it used to be a case of, I'll root for you, but no other fucker will, and you won't root for yourself. Yeah, that's the thing. And, hey, me and Alex what every year for seven years. It's going to be Yoshihashi's year until the year he actually won something. <laughs> and we were right eventually. But yeah, um, but yeah, Inamora Kitamiya and uh, who was the other person? Inaba did look great in this match, though. Ishii is the right guy to get guys over, isn't he? He's just the perfect oh, guy. Then. Yeah, and you know he's made these three look like superstars just by association, just by getting in the same ring with them. He's made them look amazing. Um, and, you know, you have former Gloma Wanted Crown Champions going up against the IWGP Tag Team Champions. That was that was quite the thing to see as well. So this match had a bit of everything, a really. really. This is a really fun little match. Mm. It sort of didn't outstay its welcome, and it sort of had a full crowd to play with. 
They did. Um, tiered seating. So the NOAA fans had their own section. The New Japan fans, so the New Japan fans had their section and the Old Japan fans had their own section. You could pick where you wanted to sit. I thought that was cool. That's a cool idea. I like that. <laughs> you can sit in section to cheer for your home team. It does kind of feel like, though, they're worried people are just going to start fighting. <laughs> I very much doubt New it. Japan's best. Noah's the best. Japan's the best. Hey, but you look at, look at the hard cams facing the All Japan fans and the amount of them who wore All Japan t-shirts is really cool. They're all wearing red and white All Japan t-shirts. And I was wondering if you swung to the Noah section, you'd just see a green. Because <laughs> that would be really cool. I think so. Yeah. Because, you know, people are fans of certain promotions and in Japan, much more so than they used to be in the States. They are now, because everything's like, you know, a bit more separate and stuff. But, um, you know, this is, this is just kind of cool to get everyone together to have a bit of fun and enjoy like this crossover event, which is really cool. Um, should we move on to the next one? Because there wasn't a lot to talk about as far as like the politics of the situation, whereas the next one, oh my my. <laughs> this is just a lot of shit kicking in this one. This is what well, this is. This is a lot of shit hours, really. This match is. This is. I forgot um, how much fun it is to watch, like Chris Ridgeway just break people in half. Yes, it is. Um, so let's 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 just talk about this, shall we? So we have um, ooh, we have Mighty O'Neill, Kusi Fujita, and Zack Saber Junior going up against Chris Ridgeway of Stinger. And Sean Legacy of No Fixed Wrestling Abode. I think he wrestles. Does he wrestle for All Japan or does he wrestle for? He wrestles for Noah and All Japan, and he wrestles for everybody. Um, I'm guessing he was representing. He's had 15 matches in Noah and one match in All Japan, so he's representing Noah as a resident gauging junior heavyweight. Okay, like you know, as a, as a gauging junior heavyweight. So, so that was the match kind of like. Well, of course, Chris, Chris Ridgeway's in Stinger. Can't stand anyone who isn't in Stinger. <laughs> doesn't like people in Stinger half the time, let's be honest, because Ridgeway don't really like anyone. Um, and then you've got Zack Sabre Jr. and Kosei Fujita, two of the tightest guys on the New Japan roster. And you've got Ridgeway, one of Britain's greatest technical exponents of the last 20 years. And you've got Zack Sabre Jr., Britain's greatest technical exponent of the last 20 years. And Nick Gage in a few days. <laughs> he wrestled, yeah, wrestled Nick Gage last night. <laughs> he had a match. It was last night. I saw, I saw gifts this morning. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that was last night. Shit, yeah. I need to get that one. Hmm. Yeah, we might watch that for next week. It was, uh, the New Japan lads have been on tour. It was also um, Maki Ito's last night in the States. She's had a month in the States. and um, So she, she was last night for her GCW tour as well. So, anywho. So, Ridgeway and Sabre Jr., Break out all the stops. This was straight out of Wigan Town all this, all the way. Um, until we got Fujita and uh, Legacy tagging in. So what was your thoughts on this one? I love this. It's just so much fun. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> nasty. I genuinely haven't, I don't think I've seen Chris Ridgeway have this much fun in quite some time, even if he doesn't look like he's having it. He just likes to hurt people. I'll look like he's hurting people anyway. <laughs> Including his own tag partner. He tags him in by slapping him in the face. <laughs> it's like uh, this was always going to be one of those matches where you knew the outcome of it before it began. 
But you mm-hmm. were just sort of along the ride, hoping to see Ridgeway and Zack Sabre Jr. just like absolutely kick the shit out of each other. Legacy's the odd one, because I've not seen much of him, because I don't watch as much New York Noah as I do New Japan. But he seems perfectly no, I... sound, but he, he is just like a regular kind of US junior heavyweight showboat wrestler, which is fine, and he could be really good, because there's, there's plenty of openings for that in the Japanese scene. But it is just like, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, he does seem like a bit of an oddball here, because like Fujita, Ridgeway, and... Sabre Jr. all have the same sort of style, whereas he's there doing, well, flips. Yes. It's a bit of bit of lucha with a bit of power wrestling, which is a nice kind of crossover. He was kind of desperado when he was younger, but Desperado was a bit more well-rounded than he currently is. I don't know why um, he felt the need to do, like, 90s nightclub dancing there, though. Well, you know, because 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 why not? Is is an opportunity? This will be the biggest card, I guess. One of the biggest cards he'll wrestle on. So, but yeah, but yeah, I'll produce in Ridgeway in a couple of years' time when Fujita's kind of seasoned out. That's going to be a thriller, isn't it? So, even now, Fujita's getting well. Fujita says he's graduated the dojo. No one actually believes him, but he's not far away because he's just so smooth. Um, but yeah. This was just, just really, really good, you know. No, it wasn't guy... smooth. Sorry? The next fucking match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of not smooth. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, um, just, to, just to finish this one off, as we're in the land of forbidden dullness, um, my TDMK are off to Noah on the next Noah tour, according to Zach Sabre Jr. As soon as he has his business done with GCW, him and Sue Fujita and um, Mad Mikey and Shane are all off to Noah for a couple of shows to have a crack at them GHC boys. So that should be interesting. I think Ridgeway is off to go and defend his New Japan Television Championship against Chris Ridgeway, which would be interesting to see. Um, that was the announcement after this match. Zach is off back to the arc. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Again, it's brilliant to see all this like cross promotion and working together shit sticking around, because obviously all the companies are stronger when they're sharing talent. Yeah, it's much more fun when you all play together. Um, having said that, this next match was god awful. <laughs> I mean, it was. I like your Hatsu, but I can't remember the last time I saw him in a good match. I, I've. When he came back to Japan, he had a couple of good ones. I mean, to be honest, he has slowed down a lot since AJ Styles broke his neck, which is fair enough. Can't really, yeah, yeah, that has slowed him down somewhat. Um, But equally, change your style. You know, same thing happened to Steve Austin and and, um, Masahiro Chono. They changed their style and they figured out a way of making themselves more... Um, brawler friendly, and he has done. He's, I mean, he's ma- maintained employment, and all Japan keep putting belts on him for reasons I'm not really completely sure. But uh, I don't get it. I mean, I don't say I don't get it. I can understand, like, you know, he was a big star in Japan before he left, 
um, probably was going to be one of the biggest stars New Japan had until he decided that WWE was the way to go. That clearly did not work out for him. And when he came back, he was a big star. And then it kind of all fell crashing around his ears, and it wasn't his fault. And it's not fair. Um, however, since he came back, he's really just been a slower version of what he was before and not really changed anything as far as I can tell. Can you? He's supposed to adapt. If something like that happened, I mean, to be fair, you should be adapting every few years anyway, just as like mm. wear and tear builds up to make sure you can keep going. But it's it just doesn't make for a very compelling style when you're watching someone do exactly what they they could do, well, what they thought they could do when they were younger, and not recovering from a broken neck. It's like just learn to sort of. Again, it sounds like we're being twats, but it's just it's like not, Yoshitatsu yeah. was good. It's just watching him now is like watching him in slow motion, and yeah. it's not good for anyone, especially not him, and especially no. not for Shota Rumino, who had to try and carry a match with him. And I, Shota has all the potential in the world, but he is not good enough to carry a match with a guy that's limited at the moment. And the funny thing here, to, just to clarify, is we're still just watching Zack Sabre Jr. and Chris Ridgway kick the shit out of each other as we discuss this match because we just have no interest in rewatching the <laughs> video of it. Yeah, it's just, I haven't flipped it forward because, like, uh, okay, I'll flip it forward now. Um, but yeah. yeah, you'd try to skip forward and you'd probably skip past the match anyway. It was pretty I've short. I've landed, landed halfway through it. But it is just, yeah, it's. It's oh, it's just it's just not good. I mean, even the cage match users who are generally who, you know are kind of reverent to the to the veterans. Three point nine six from the cage match users, one of the lowest matches we've ever reviewed. One and a quarter stars from um, Uncle Dave. So, but yeah, it, I mean, show trying to get the fans involved, but it's just like yeah, it's it's just nothing new and nobody gives a shit. Mercifully quick. But there we go. We'll move on. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of violence, fatherly or oh, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> the reunification of axes. Joshi Izaki and Katsushi Nakajima enters another championship, well, enters another, uh, what's the word, uh, chapter in its storied history as they defeated Hakutu Amaro from all Japan and Satoshi Kojima of everywhere, really. He just wrestles for everybody. He don't care anymore. <laughs> Where am I going this week? Oh, I'm in all Japan. All right, fair enough. Um, but he wrestles for New Japan. Yeah, and this was, this was violent. Like, Shiozaki and Nakajima were kind of pushing. Um, Amaro was revved up and ready to go. And he's he is absolutely, like, all Japan's champion of the future you know he's already an all-asian tag team champion he's already been ajpw tv six-man tag team champions he's he's on the road he's 27 years old he's got things going for him um kojima is obviously grand slam champion no one has had one of many titles singles titles in pro wrestling in japan is Satoshi kojima shiazaki nakajima are equally on par in legendary status um, and they're after giving people a kick in because they haven't done it together in such a long time and they're very happy to keep doing it together. 
This match felt partially like revenge. It's like you came into our company and stole a spotlight. So we're just going to steal, like, kick the absolute shit out of you. <laughs> I mean, Nakajima doesn't really like anyone anyway. <laughs> he barely yeah, likes Shizaki. So, you know, um, and you're right. There was elements of that. Kojima being a member of Seguri Gun, you know, all of those things. It's, there's, there's some really, you know, when you think about it, there's some all sorts of odd stuff with Kojima and Noah. Like, you think about it, Kojima Gun was founded in New Japan Pro Wrestling until Minoru Suzuki took over and kicked Kojima out of his own group. They go to Noah, they form Suzuki-gun in Noah, Segura becomes a member of Suzuki-gun, and when Suzuki-gun leaves, he starts his own group called Segura-gun, of which Kojima becomes a member. That's some long-term storytelling for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all, there's all sorts of things like... Kojima doing the Misawa, uh, doing the Kabashi chops, and Shiozaki, who was of course a protege of Kabashi, doing them back to him. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of things going on in this match. You get the feeling they don't like Kojima very much, <laughs> but they definitely don't like Amori. <laughs> it's just a very, very violent match. Oh dear, yeah, you know. Shinsuke Sasaki and Hikaru Okuto will be dead proud of this match. <laughs> Speaking of dads, um, that's Nakajima's adopted parents. Um, so yeah, this was just this was just violence all over the place. Proper dad fight this one, especially with the twenty-seven-year-old. Um, he was, um, yeah, he was uh, he was the the angstiest of the lot, really, which was an ongoing theme in this particular match, in this particular card. I thought. Shall we move on? Why is this next one rated so fucking low? Uh, don't know. Uh, they're not buying into Strong Style, and I disagree with them. I think Strong Style's great. Shall we talk about this one then? Let's move on with this yes, one. Yes, because they are clearly trying to make El Desperado a megastar. And Renderita. Like, sorry, more of a megastar. <laughs> megastar. And it's working. Um, so El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Ren Narita are strong style. Um, it is Despi coming out of the shadow of Minoru Suzuki as Suzuki, even though he's kind of like still a little bit Suzuki's junior. Desperado kind of has his own thing going on, and Ren Narita definitely has his own thing going on. And Suzuki's happy to orchestrate things from a bit of backstreet dri- driving, backseat driving. They were going up against Hunter Mayuaki, Nomuchi Marafuji, and Takeshi Segura. Now, Marafuji can't stand Suzuki. Segura definitely can't stand Suzuki. So this was all this was all power, this one. This was just stiff, stiff, oh, stiff. As we watch Marafuji and Suzuki laying into each other with strikes, it's just brutal. Because they've been doing this for a very long period of time. <laughs> and they know what they're doing. Sorry, John? This is just fuck you, the match. <laughs> Like, every strike and kick from these two is just, fuck you, fuck you, no, fuck you. <laughs> How is it? Like, Suzuki should not be moving that fast at his age, and yeah, he still no. is. <laughs> A wry smile, and let's get going again. <laughs> the fact that him and Narita have become kind of, like, on-screen 
not friends, but respect each other's existence is really a great thing to see. I've really enjoyed it because I kind of like Narita more because of like, I kind of like Narita over Shota at the moment because of this. I don't dislike Shota. Narita's just a violent bastard. He's not trying to impress anyone. He just wants to hurt people. But I like the, I like Narita's limited moveset, do it better than anyone else in that particular kind of attitude. (laughs) Um, But it was kind of like, I was listening to a documentary this week about, um, American football, and um, they were talking about the 1969 Minnesota Vikings. And they said that it was a kind of a point of pride with them to show you exactly what they're going to do and then just do it. Unfortunately, it got them as far as the Super Bowl and then they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But anyway, <laughs> as analogies go, he's the same. Three yards in the cloud of dust wrestling. That's what I, that's what I like to see. <laughs> Not exciting, just brutal. Um, and Maurice has just, just got it. I mean, and again, this is a good one to get the youngsters over. And Rita got a lot of time in this. Miyuaki got some time in this match as well. Um, and he was just beating up the old guys. And that's what you need to do. <laughs> Especially when the old guys are Minoru Suzuki, Naomichi Marufuji, and Takashi Sagira. Yeah, just the right old guys to do it. Desperado didn't set a lot of time in this match, really, overall, did he? But um, Not till the end when they were just like, right, you're getting the end. You're getting, like, the finish. He's the cleanup guy, to use a baseball analogy. Um, they saved him until the end. Narita and Suzuki did all the work and let the, let the finesse guy come in and finish him off, which was a nice way of going about it. Really. My God, that is... Oh. <laughs> the level yeah, of no... No cell Kawada kicks from Naomichi Marafuchi and twat you in the face. There's a lot of selling. There's so much no selling going on in this match as well. There's ridiculous amounts of no selling. Like things that would kill a normal person are being no sold. It's, it's just so what the oh, fuck were you thinking, cage match? This is just pure entertainment, if nothing else. I don't know. I mean, it's not everyone's taste, and people didn't like the next match either, by the looks of things. So, what can you do? The next match was messy. Yeah, that could just, this could just be like an unfortunate side effect of the people in it. But then, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, okay. We'll move no on. No, he wasn't on this card. They're saving him for bigger things. Um, but I think as well, the Sato brothers have a polarising effect. So this one was basically United Empire versus All Japan. Um, a voodoo murders, really. Uh, United Empire, Aaron Hay, Francesco Kira, uh, Akira, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb and TJP went up against Yun Sato, Rei Sato, your current late uh, G-Infinity Tag Team Champions. Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Reiki Honda. This is cool because we reviewed that match last week. Um, Marcus, who's a massive bulk orchestra fan, was not happy. <laughs> As you'd expect. Um, so, yeah. Um, and Harry Sato is one of my favourite shooters of all time. Especially because he can also shoot wrestle in a maid costume. True, true. And wore a virgin killer uh, at that old Japan show, which Kevin... Uh, Kevin Kelly was very keen on. <laughs> he thought it was quite fetching on him. But yes, and was also in the semi-finals of the great Ledet uh, UWF Championship. Um, so yeah, and we've talked we've talked about him a lot this year. I think we've seen five or six singles matches of his this year. We might see more singles matches of his than Tanahashi, to be honest. Anywho, um, is that damn good? 
yeah, he is. He's outstanding. Um, and I think there's also a lot of great crossover in all, with All Japan at the moment as well because they don't have a talent swap deal because the way All Japan works, which tends to be a bit more on a nightly deal rather than long-term contracts, um, then it's kind of like, I think it's easier for them to go wrestle for the late than it is to go like wrestle for other people. But yeah, this was fun. This was a good match. I, I, didn't, dis, I didn't dislike it. Only for the All Japan guys, obviously. <laughs> it was just a bit of a chaotic mess, wasn't it? Yeah. And Sato have a proper match and like Glare or something. That'd be fun. I like Great O'Khan and Jeff Cobb to have a proper match with um Saito brothers. I think that would be actually just people lumbering each other for twelve minutes. Because it couldn't go longer than twelve minutes the way they eat each other. So yeah, I kind of like it'd be a kind of like, you know. Barbarian and Warlord versus Demolition kind of deal from the 80s, kind of the modern equivalent of that. A bit more science to it, but yeah, I'd like to see that. That'd I just kind of think it would be hilarious if there was just a backstage comment and it's just Hanara trying to give the Saito brothers his book. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Saito brothers are manly enough there, Aaron. Um, you wouldn't need to. They'd probably just eat it. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, oh, shall we move on? All Japan oh, versus yes. LIJ. Poor Bushi. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, so, oh, gone too far. Hang on. Have I missed one? No, I haven't missed one. Oh. I just didn't last that long. That was the reason why. Oh, that was, that was a spot we just seen. Let's move that back a bit so we can get better close to the beginning. I went too far. We're watching it as we do, so we, you know, we can remember stuff. Um, this one was All Japan versus LIJ. Uh, Suwama. Uh, Yuji Nagata, even though he's a New Japan wrestler, he is representing All Japan because he's the current Triple Crown champion, um, making him a Grand Slam champion wrestler. He's been former Glenn Malone champion, IWGP heavyweight champion, and now Triple Crown champion. The only thing he hasn't got is the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. And let's face it, anyone is better than current, the current NWA World's Heavyweight champion, um, Tyrus. I think we could probably put that belt... Uh, we can't say that. We're not proper wrestling fans anymore. We're not proper wrestling fans because some loudmouth right-wing Fox News correspondent who, who's very boring to watch um, and, and can't promote has the, champ- and the most respected championship in pro wrestling history. I'd rather watch Yoshi Tatsu than fucking Tyrus. I'd rather watch Paint Dry than Tyrus. I'd rather watch Fruit Rot than Tyrus. I'd rather watch... um, Tyres Burn than Tyrus. Let's face it, it, there's just so many more things appealing than Tyrus. Botulism, for instance. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho! (laughs) This match was fine. It's just, yes. again, it was one of these ones where you knew what was going to happen before it happened because purely Bushi's in it as the solo junior, I think. <laughs> and he was a five-year-old big Yes. Oh, you're the junior heavyweight, are you? Shame if you got pinned. Um, but yeah, I mean, then, you know, it's not a fair. Well, I mean, Bushi's a former old Japan guy, so I suppose they were like, you know, exacting revenge for him leaving the company when he went on an excursion and never came back. Um... But yeah, no, this is really good. Um, 
All right, Bushy's new mask. What do you think of his new mask? He's gone headless. Yeah, I I very much like Bushy, Bushy's masks in general. This one's quite fun. Did he? I mean, did he dye his hair blonde just uh, just so he could have the mask, or did he dye his hair blonde and go, you know, what'd be cool if I had a mask that showed off my hair? He debuted. I'm pretty, it, sure, uh, he's been, pretty sure he's been blonde for years because you always get a glimpse of it when he's wearing like the shorter masks. It sort of sticks out the bottom. Well, he, he wore it first at Yotosuji's challenge to Sonada at uh, Dominion, so. It was intriguing. Yeah. Shingo going with the traditional mullet and NATO's usual haystack dumped upon his head. Um, if you're if you're keeping up uh, with the with the haircuts, as we tend to do on this particular show, uh, they were going I just got against... back from a holiday in New York, and I yeah. saw no less than three different types of mullets, including one when I was leave like heading to the train station to leave, and it was just the most questionable thing I'd ever seen. Because it was like a mullet at the back, and then it had straight sides. Ooh, nice. I I have a student who has got the classic ginger mullet. It's permed too. Oh my god! It's 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 a glorious, glorious thing. He's he's ten. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yes. Yeah, but I'm on the opposition side, you Moranzai, I like him. He's good. He kicks people really hard. Uh, and Suamo, obviously, is he's awesome, who's recently been uh, kicked out of Voodoo Murders and is back as a babyface uh, in all Japan Pro Wrestling. And feuding with Keno of Noah, who said, as you've been kicked out of Voodoo Murders, you can come over to Congo if you want, because I need someone to carry my bags. Uh, uh, Keno um, also this week as they are current audience has him I can't remember who's tagging with but they won the All Asian Tag Team Championships so this week he went to the front desk at Kirkham Hall to see how ticket sales for All Japan were going now his name's on the marquee for them <laughs> <laughs> such an aggravating little shit he is isn't he it's just pretty weird isn't it watching this guy who hates everything but Noah wrestling <laughs> everywhere but no, <laughs> and winning all their titles. She's like, oh, yes, I don't really recognize your company as anything other than a pest, but let me come and hold your championships anyway, because I am Keno and I don't yeah. know how to smile. No, I think it's, I think Nakajima leaving. Um, I think, I think the, the, the rot saying when Tadasuke left um, Congo and then Nakajima went out the door a couple of weeks later. And since then, Keno's minuscule element of sense of humor has completely died inside um and now he chooses to spread the misery amongst the wrestling world rather than just restrain it to the upper card of Noah. um and he's just an aggravation (laughs) (laughs) as he was in this card later we'll talk about that in a moment shall we move on to the next one sir yes because oh just just before we go as we're looking at yuji nagata and um Shingo Takagi swapping Limber, Lumber. Wouldn't we like to see that? Shingo Takagi versus Yuji uh, Nagata for the Triple Crown. Wouldn't that be quite something? Why hasn't it happened yet? I would like to see that personally. I'm guessing because Shingo is quite busy. But um, yeah, I think that would be quite cool. Just a thought to pour out in there into the ether and see if it manifests as a championship match we'd quite like to see. Next up, just five guys 
all three of them, Sonata, Takamichi Noko, and Yoshinobu Kanemura did lost. So the good-looking guys, Jake Lee, Tedeske, and Yohei, in uh, eight minutes and 34 seconds, and a perfectly fine, fun little match. You had issues with this, though. Would you like to explain your issues? I think you have issues. It was just a weird match. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's just casually have our champion appear completely sort of normally and lose. Even if he didn't take the pin, he just lost. <laughs> and so it just... There was not, he didn't seem bothered by it either. It's like, I get that that's Sonata in a nutshell, but it's just sort of, you've got Jake Lee, who's, is he still the current Noah champ? I think he's still he the current Noah champ. He is the crown champion, yeah. Yeah. And it, it did seem, this, this is the trouble. Sonata is chilled out. That's kind of his deal. But so is Jake Lee. <laughs> so it's like, you've got the two least animated world heavyweight champions in Japan, Japanese wrestling history, possibly since. Fujinami, but even Fujinami would have a fiery comeback. Neither of these two would have a fiery comeback. You'd have to set them on fire to get a fiery comeback. Um, it's a it's a perfectly sound match with plenty of enjoyable. It's just like it feels like it doesn't like matter at all, even though like technically you've got the two top champions. There was a lot of win and houring when they got in the ring together, but not much win and houring once they wrestled each other. Because they're both all Japan guys and they're both kind of King's Road and you need a good 15 minutes to get that kind of thing going. And there's wrong King's Road. Love King's Road wrestling and they just didn't have that level of time. In fact, all of these guys were King's Road wrestlers except for Taki Michinoku who was a Japanese lucha guy because he was trained by uh, Great Sasuke. All the other guys were... Oh no, Tedesuke was a... He was he was a Michinoku pro guy to start with as well. And Yohei's Noah. Um, but yeah... Also, Jake Lee, don't get it. <laughs> I like him, and I think he can go, and I think he's, he's, he's good. But he comes out, and no one seems to respond to him. But he sells tickets, and I don't get it. They just, just kind of like, he's there. Everyone politely applauds. He has his match, they politely applaud. When he wins, they politely applaud, and he goes again. And he's I don't get it. One. I don't... Yeah, I don't get it. He's one of these people that like everyone hates, but at the same time, like or at least respect enough i i just it's really confusing isn't it yeah it's just like it's not he's not a terrible wrestler he's actually really quite good he's got presence he's got everything you would you would say you would want in a main event level wrestler except for the fact no one seems to like him no one seems to hate him they just buy his t-shirts and pay tickets to go see him wrestle and then not react to him yeah, it's not go home levels of hatred or like even the sort of nuclear heat of the day. It's just meh. People seem to be very meh towards him. But they'll pay a ticket to go see him. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's not even hate watching. It's meh no, watching. It's, I've never known anyone like pay a ticket to be underwhelmed. I don't know. Sonata saw plenty of tickets back in the day. He sells plenty of tickets now, but at least he's like, you know, he's leading the hottest faction in wrestling. You can't say he's like characterless. Yeah. It, it, he's just, he's, he's laid back, chilled out, but at least he's smiling and, you know, he's telling stories and he's got fire about him. Um, Jake Lee has no fire about him, as far as I can tell, anyway. Yohei, by the way, oh, that gorgeous dropkick. Oh, I just love it. And Tarasuke, I am glad he's out of Congo. So glad he's out of Congo, just because, you know, 
They did him wrong so many times. <laughs> ah, yes, here he comes, strutting. Strutting, stand there, there we go. And yeah, we're watching the first showdown between Jake Lee and uh, Sonata. And uh, we haven't got the sound it's of his weird thing, so. Sonata and Trunks. It's just it really weird seeing Sonata and Trunks, isn't it? After like all the years of LIJ attire. True. Before that, he wore the pardon me, he wore the trash bag pants in Impact, didn't he? As the great Sonata. Um, but he was a Trunks guy up until then. So I don't know what what got him to bring back the Trunks, apart from to free up the thighs, I guess. And a lot of people will like that. <laughs> people already find me hot. Let's give him a bit more skin. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, let's move on, shall we? Because I don't think there's anything else we can say about this apart from Zion. But again, Sinatra just looks so flat. annoyed by that. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, oh, he let's... touched me. Ugh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> let's move to the semi-main event, which is arguably the best match on the card. Well. This was worth the price of admission, let's say that. You didn't need anything else on this card if you are going to get this. Amasuke, Atsuki Aoyagi and Hiromi Takeyoshi go up against Hayata, Master Wato and Rising Hayato. 12 minutes and 23 seconds and they tore the house down. This was superb. This was a joy to watch. Six guys who love wrestling and love wrestling each other. And they wrestled each other. And they looked like they could have gone all night and had a fun, fun time doing it. I'm thoroughly entertaining. Everyone got over. You have the current NOAA champion. You have DHC heavyweight, junior heavyweight champion. You have the current All Japan World Junior Heavyweight Champion. The current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and the Best of Super Juniors winner. What more could you want in life? (laughs) This is the best six junior heavyweights in the world. There's no real arguments about that for me. Except maybe, well, obviously Desperado. He was already been on the card anyway. so yeah, this is just just sublime. Can't complain. What do you think of this one, John? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just a really good time. It's really damn fun. You can tell they're all having a blast. They're all just yeah, enjoying themselves, enjoying wrestling and showcasing like ridiculously athletic junior style. Yeah. And again, I can't take the piss out of Master Wato because he didn't do anything stupid. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is it. And, you know, you, have, you had Aoyagi versus Master Wato kick things off, picking things up from the Junior Heavyweight Festival early in the year. I think these two would like to wrestle each other forever. I think this, this is going to be quite the, the long-term um, story arc. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Master Wato doesn't have an excursion over to All Japan for a, for a bit of a change-up. Um Rising high it feels like it's going to be the new, like, Despi and Hiromu, doesn't it? It like, does. It's a cross-company, Wato and Ayagi. Yeah. Uh, Rising Hayato and Hiromu Takashi should just get the school places for the kids now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they need to buy a nice house together in the countryside and raise cheap. Because um, they, they are meant for one another, top to bottom. It's outstanding. Um, and, you know... Uh, and still, you, you've got um, Hayata and I'm a, I'm a, I can never spell his name right. Amakusa. Amakusa? Amakusa. Amakusa and uh, Hayata, who have been the hot ticket in Noah for the last two or three years and are still are the hot ticket in Noah. And yeah, just loved it. Can't, didn't really do anything storyline wise, but didn't need to because this is as good as it gets. 
This is what pro wrestling yeah. junior heavyweight wrestling should be about. This is not a lot to say. It's just really fucking good. It does remind me of when they did the first um, one night uh, Super Juniors. What was it called? Um, not Best of Super Juniors. The the two night one they did in um, the War. Yeah, the Cup one. Uh, J Cup, yeah, Super J Cup. When they did the first Super J Cup, and you had everyone there of that generation. This reminds me of that very much. Like this, the second you Super J Cup, especially because you had, oh, you had all of them, <laughs> just Liger, and you had Sasuke, and you had Ultimate Dragon. You know, this, this, this level. This is getting back to where that level of junior heavyweight wrestling was in all companies back then. And you know, you could run that um, uh, Super J Cup crown tournament again now I don't think the promoters would want to which is fair enough because you could have your reps but you could run that again now and it would feel just the same way does that make sense like it yeah there is so much talent here and again I never thought I'd be saying that about Wato no I never thought I'd be saying that about Wato no because he's 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 found balance he's found like he's as good as we thought he could be um I don't think he's beat yet either. I thought he could scary. Well, I, th- I, I was just laughing at him. I know. Well, yeah. But like I said before, I've said this three weeks running. I did think he was a haircut in search of a wrestler. But once he found that, can't complain about him now. He's just too good. He's watchable. He's the fans are behind him. He's got belief. This is the Yoshihashi thing we were talking about. Better. He believes he's one of the best junior heroes in the world. And that gets you halfway there. All you have to do then is put the matches in the belie that belief and he's got him he's got those matches yeah well played sir well played you finally mm-hmm. did it you did anywho let us move on to the main event of the evening lordy 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 hiroshi tanahashi we're talking about beating the shit out of each other wow <laughs> Hiroshi Tanahashi, Keito Kiyomiya, and Kento Miyahara on one side, go up against, oh, we should get Hiroshi Tanahashi, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Keito Kiyomiya, Noah Pro Wrestling, and Kento Miyahara, of All Japan Pro Wrestling, went up against Yumi Aoyagi, of All Japan Pro Wrestling, Keno, of Noah, and Kasuchika Kada, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, Last two weeks ago, no, last week, I went over the Dominion card. And the main event of the Dominion card was Blackpool Combat Club versus, for the, well, not the main event, the semi final was Kazuchika Rada, Tanahashi, and Ishii defending the Rope Weight Championships. Chaos plus one, <laughs> as it were, against the Blackpool Combat Club. And that way have been one of the best six-man matches I have seen in a very long time. This one might have been better. And that one was all about Okada and Shota Umino. And this one is all about Okada and Kiyomiya. And ostensibly, you didn't need the other four wrestlers. Because <laughs> they were window dressing to this. And Aoyagi is trying to keep Keno and Okada together as a team, and Akada doesn't really need Keno or Aoyagi, he's focused on Kiyomiya. 
And Tanahashi and Miyahara are just kind of keeping out Kiyomiya's way. And that's the story of the match. Because Tanahashi and obviously Okada are best friends. So they don't really want to get involved with each other. They have a nice little wrestling they match at the end. kicking the absolute shit oh, out yeah. of each they other. They respect each other enough to hurt one another. <laughs> you know, and they don't have a title defense anytime soon. So they can hurt each other for a bit. It's fine. They're still mates. But Kiyomiya and Miyahara, they're, they're, there's enemy territory for you for as far as Okada is concerned. Keno cannot stand Miyahara and is not standing Kiyomiya for a good five years. Ayuyagi, happy to be there. <laughs> Just wants everyone to get along. He would like to bet on everyone having a good time, as they would say. And this was outstanding. Just on another level good. And as Chris Sharpton says, this is no <laughs> fuck them kids Okada. And he continues to play with Keita Kiyomiya in the hardest way possible. This is going to be one hell of a G1 Climax tournament if we can expect this kind of level of intensity because this was supposed to be a bit of a fun throwaway match between the babyface leads of the main companies and Keno. Um, and it turned into something so much more than that. What's your thoughts on this one, John? Yeah, it was fucking vicious. It was goddamn fun with like so many different little twisting threads from each wrestler as they sort of try to navigate around the minefield that is Kiyomiya and Akada. Well, and Keno, because Keno is just an unpredictable element in any match you throw him in because he just hates everyone. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it, it just is just really good. Just absolutely really good. I mean, Keno was aggravating because he does, obviously doesn't like Akada, but put up with tagging with him. He's kind of more into Ayuyagi. Ayuyagi likes Keno, liked Akada and was kind of dragging Kenno along. Um, and, and they got through it. I mean, the obvious feud somewhere down the line is Kenno versus Okada. Once could have got Kimia out of the way. And Congo versus Chaos would be superb to see. Because that's like versus like, much more so than LIJ versus, uh, LIJ versus Congo was. So I'm intrigued as to how that will play out. But for now... Okada has Shota Umino in his sights and Kiyomiya on his way up. So yeah, that's an awful lot. And then Kato Kiyomiya was announced as a member of the G was part of the G1 climax the previous week at Dominion, which is really gonna be incredible. Um and we've got the blocks of the G1 climax to talk about if you'd like to discuss those. Because we didn't have that last week when we talked to um uh, Marcus about it, so we can discuss that in a moment. But what's your thoughts on this match first, sir? Yeah, as I said, it was just really great fun. It's like I have like very few complaints at all about it. It's just great fun. Very violent, and yeah. We'll see what happens next. Yes, absolutely. Well, next weekend is what happens next and the next is forbidden door um so we should go through the announced matches aw international championship orange cassidy versus zach saber jr a dream wrestling match if anyone's seen one this is from toronto ontario canada um at the scotty bank arena that's the that's the lowest ranked on the card now orange cassidy is zach saber jr i don't think they ever wrestled on the indies but they were, obviously, they came up on the Indies together. They're of the same generation. 
Orange Cassidy's blinder against Will Ospreay last last year at Forbidden Door kind of stole the show, and a lot of that was how great Orange Cassidy was. I can't see this anything being less than easily the most entertaining match on the card, but I can't see it being anything less than just super, super technical, beautiful, wonderful thing to watch. And it helps that Orange Cassidy is like Sabre Junior Mace as well. So, <laughs> what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, that's that's quite the dream pairing. It's going to be pretty fun to see what they come up with. And no doubt how Zack Sabre Jr. is probably going to try and trap Orange Cassidy's hands in his pockets. Yeah, that's going to be intriguing. It's going to be, see, there's always so many things you could ask about in that particular match. Um, but I guess we shall see. Kenny Omega versus Billy Emotion Spray for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. It'll be all right, won't it? <laughs> I mean, considering how much I loved the first one, like, yeah, I have high hopes for this. It will be exceptionally good. You can't do that. As much as I dislike Os- uh, Osprey as a person, his actual in-ring talent is just phenomenal. You can't deny that. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Oh, where are the? Oh, yes, the IWGP World's Heavyweight Championship, Sonata, defending against Jack Perry. Now, I'm pretty sure that this was Chris Jericho last week. Is Chris injured? Maybe? I'm not sure. Um, I do think, though, this will actually be a bit of a sleeper, because I think uh, Jack Perry is quite just really good. And I think he's kind of got a style to match Sonata in that super smooth traditional offence, but really well done. So I, I, I'm waiting to see these two develop an interesting match. I think it'd be, I think they're well matched, but I think it won't have the intensity of everything else on this card. Which is a bit of a shame. Uh, it feels like yeah. a bit of an odd one out to me, but again, it yeah. could could be a surprise hit. Um, you never know. The AEW World Championship, MJF will defend against Hiroshi Tanahashi, who hilariously mispronounced MJF at a press conference this morning. Um, this feels like it should be great. Just purely based on the fact that you've got one of the most beloved wrestlers in the world in Hiroshi Tanahashi and one of the most belovedly hated wrestlers in MJF. Yeah, this this he is top heel and doesn't pray about it, you know. And well, I'm not sure if it's gonna be the main event or not, but it damn well should be. Brian Danson's and the American Dragon versus the Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada to decide who is the greatest professional wrestler in the world. Is he going to hit Okada as hard as he hit Morishima? That is the real question. Is Okada going to lay it in as well? Because he can lay it in sick if he needs to, and I think he'll have to. This is going to be just spectacular. I'm just hoping there isn't like 10 minutes of fucking money clip, because my God, I'm sick of the money clip. I love the Cobra Clutch. I just don't enjoy it. How Okada uses it. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it like he used to, though. He was getting the move over. Now he's got it over. He uses it to set it up for the Rainmaker. He doesn't use it as the thing. Unless it's Umino, because he likes to put it on Umino just to embarrass him. Because <laughs> he'd rather have him tap out or pass out than pin him. Um, so, yeah, and he'd either do that to Kimia. So, I think with Danielson, he'll have the respect to this is going to be a Rainmaker or four to get the job done. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be... I just can't wait. This is I don't get excited for wrestling matches the way I used to because I've watched too many wrestling matches, but this one, oh yeah, this is the one you want to see. I will watch this because it's just 
I don't care about the rest of the card, really, so long as I get to see these two pair. That'll be... Yeah, this is a dangerous match. Like, this is great. <laughs> because the way you have to... The expectations is uh, that high. I have a feeling these two could do a headlock and a clothesline and everyone go and act because they do it better than anyone else ever else But this is two guys who set out to be the best wrestler in the world. That was their goal. The biggest draw, most money, best mat wrestler, everything they set out to do was to be better than the previous guys who'd done the job. Their standards were so high. They they went and learned from the best guys they could possibly learn from. Ultimo Dragon, Steve Regal. (laughs) They went, you know, like their mentors are the best wrestlers who ever lived in their given, like, uh, genres and they went out and they did it in small from small audiences they've done it at Wrestlemania they've done it at Wrestle Kingdom they've dragged companies on their back they've done everything there is to do in pro wrestling and this is as good as it gets this is as good as pro wrestling ever could be men's pro wrestling anyway I think but then again that's an awful lot of pressure but if two guys who actually thrive on pressure it's these two, and they do it better than anybody else. Um, 100%. Seahawk uh, on Twitter, who I follow, um, along with some of his friends, did an incredible promo video for these two. You should go see it. I'll go link it in uh, the Twitter feed when I post this, if you want to see what it's about. But yeah. So that gives us to the G1 Climax. Tournament, Block A, Sonata, Chase Owens, Hikaleo, Renderita, Shota Umino, Yotosuji, Gabe Kid, and Kato Kiyomiya. Who's winning that one? Silence. I love how they call this the youth group of the G1 Climax. Except for Chase Owens. <laughs> but yes, I'm sad, he's about 40. It's because you've... I'm reading it on like New Japan 1972 and it's like to pre like to prelude this one. They've got the list of names and then it's the youth group of G1 Climax also contains um, difficult prospects of the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Sonata. Six debutants will be looking to make their mark and progress to their knockout phase. Also, and brand new contenders could arise for Sonata before the tournament's end. I think Sonata wins the block, but Kiyomi beats him. I think Kiyomi wins the block. Kiyomi wins the block. I think what they're going to do here is if it's like A block winner versus B block winner and C block winner versus D block winner to determine the finalists, mm. Kiyomiya wins A block, Okada be- wins B block, those two battle it out and Kiyomiya beats Okada. Yeah. Like who we got in the final out of C and D? Let's talk about the B block then. Because it's Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Tangaloa, and El Fantasma. Well, if you're going with Okada, and I would never not back down from Okada winning, but I, he has won it twice recently, the whole tournament, so I think you're right, it's not Okada who's winning this tournament. Um, he's got far more I'd love thing. to just say Tai Chi wins it all. I can't say Tai Chi wins it all. No, but also he's got that uh, King of Pro Wrestling Championship at the moment, which he needs some challenges for that, and out of this, Great Okada would be a good challenger. El Fantasma would be a great challenger. He's already challenged before hmm. for it. And Tangaloa as well, to be honest. So, yeah, that'd be intriguing to see how all that goes. It'll be funny to watch him fight Kenta, because it'll just be like 20 minutes of the two just kicking each other really hard. Here's my big prediction. Yoshihashi gets a pinfall over Okada in this tournament. 
He's done it before. He could do it mm, again. I think you could do this time. So, Group C, David Finley, Tomohiro Ishii, which, who I genuinely thought was done with the G1. Tamatonga, Shingo Takagi, Aaron Henry, Eddie Kingston, and Mad Mikey Nichols. Oh, this is Group of Death, this one. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the, the block you watch just to see Evil get the absolute shit kicked out of him for the past two years of non-stop bullshit we've had to put up with from him. Oh, I, I want to see Eddie Kingston versus Evil. That's what I want to see. Uh, Dave Finley versus everybody because he's on tear right now and he's got to he's got to prove he's the best in the business. And he's got a bunch of it's guys. probably the one that's winning C block. I would think, I think so. I think gets a fair few points. Kingston's probably going to take the Ishii spot this year. In that he just has the best matches, but hopefully yeah. gets some of the wins as well. Roshina, Hashi, Tetsuya, Nato, Hiroki, Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Toriyano, Jeff Cobb, Shane Hayes, and Alex Coughlin. I would say that's probably the best technical wrestling group out of all of them, not just because Zack's in it, but all of them can go on the map. Um, I'm kind of glad Shane Hayes in this block and not Michael Nichols, because that, that works out better from a technique point of view. Because all of it, even Yano's like technically adept. Cobb's obviously the big hitter of the group, but he can go too. So I think that's probably going to be the most entertaining group. This is but the hardest the... one to predict the winner of the block because I want to say Zach, but NATO. I think you get NATO. NATO versus Dave in the semi-final, and Kiyomiya versus Okada in the other semi-final. Kiyomiya take gets to the final, and then you have NATO and Kiyomiya. Dave. Dave demolishes NATO for 20 minutes and NATO gets in with a roll up and then um, Kiyomiya and NATO go for a blinder the following night with NATO selling his neck for 25 minutes. Here's my prediction. <laughs> Feels like a solid shout because I'd love to see like Finley versus Kiyomiya but you can't have two supposed villainous forces. In the, well, you could. It just well, Kiyomiya's not a it. villain, is he? He just happens to be an outsider. I was going to say it depends how they pull the match with Okada because if he wins it in like Okada's like oh hell yeah well done boy then like yeah you've got you could have him fight Finley for the final but if he wins in like or if it doesn't go the way people want it to in like that way you could have Kiyomiya as the evil against Night or I suppose it I understand what you're saying, but equally, whoever wins this has to sell out the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> and as much as I think Kiyomiya and Finley can sell out the Tokyo Dome one day, it's That'd not going to happen on January 4th, 2024. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be NATO whilst he's still got knees, whilst he can still go. And NATO versus Sonata is the ultimate story to tell. Guy who left the faction that changed his faction for the better by leaving reasserted his story, even if NATO doesn't take the title at Wrestle Kingdom. It's surely what you go with. I don't think he will. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. It's, it's too logical, but sometimes that's that's good, because it sells tickets and it shifts, moves, it shifts stuff. And I have no problem with that, to be honest with you. But there we are. And that kind of wraps us up for our show on the Truthy Show today. Thank you very much for listening to us. you got anything else to say about all together again, uh, or indeed forbidden to all the G1 climax. Oh, it's looking like a decent time for, like, to be a New Japan fan again, and yeah, all, to, all together again did what it's out to do. I think it was a bit bloated at times, and my god. Well, 
we did not need Yoshihatsu versus Shota Umino. <laughs> yeah. The good matches were really good. Cage match can get fucked with their ratings on some of the matches that I really enjoyed. Forbidden Doors looking great. The G1 should at least be entertaining. And most importantly, we are getting Jun Kasai in fucking New Japan in a death match. Teaming with El Desperado. Yes. <laughs> Even with the most, in the most understated promo series ever, uh, where uh, Desperado took a Starbucks to Jun Kasai's daughter as an off-piece offering, can I borrow you from you? I need a chat. I seem to have caused upset John Moxley. <laughs> Very gentlemanly. So yes, that's happening. You know I think July the fifteenth. I think. Yeah, you you just had to know that like John Moxley cannot wait for this. Oh no, absolutely not. He has been getting all of the deathmatch stuff that he has been missing out on for like over a decade. Back in it into him now, and he having the time of his life he does and Desperado seems to be doing this as well I think this is I think we're seeing a lot of stuff with me and you were discussing this in private with Hiromo running the Junior Heavyweight Festival and Despi running this show Tai Chi and um, Tai Chi and uh, blah, 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 blah. Tai Chi and Taka have obviously okay. run shows for, yeah, for years um, independent of New Japan Pro Wrestling but under the New Japan banner they had the Funk Brothers on one show uh, whilst they were in the 70s. Um, so, you know, I think they're kind of like giving people a chance to stretch their legs as far as creativity is concerned. Because Ghetto can't last forever. And he's dropped some clangers in recent years that, you know, he's kind of had to book himself into a corner a lot of times, which never used to be the way with New Japan Pro Wrestling. They always found a way of getting around things, but COVID kind of like restricted him to a lot of things he wanted to do, I guess. And, you know, NATO getting injured. Was it last year's G1? Yeah, last year's G1. It was fairly obvious the story was NATO was getting to the final one way or another and then had to drop out because he injured his arm. So things have kind of, and obviously Coach Ibushi bringing himself in the G1 Climax final kind of blew out a bunch of stuff for them there as well. Though I have a feeling that Okada would have won that match anyway, even if Ibushi had landed square. And that's another question in progress. And where's Coach Ibushi going to land? Should he wish to go back to being a full-time wrestler again? We just don't know, do we? It'd be intriguing. It is an intriguing thing for Forbidden Door if um, Kota comes out at the end of the Kenny Omega match with Will Ospreay. Whoever wins that, that'd be intriguing. (laughs) We shall have to see, won't we? But anywho, thank you for listening to the Drupal Show today. Where can we find you on the internet, sir? You can find me at Twitter handle John Deathman. That is a gateway to hell. It will lead you to writings, ramblings, opinions. You can find me at John underscore Deathman on Instagram. It's the same as Twitter, but with more pictures. And if you're feeling particularly generous, you can find me on Patreon at the Deathmatch Digest. That gives you access to both paid for and free content, including reviews, deep dives into Deathmatch history, interviews, and more. All right, you can find me at Sherifflinestar on Twitter, at Sherifflinestar.tx on Instagram. No, it's not very wrestling orientated. You can find the show, Troopany Show, on Twitter, Troopany Show on Instagram, The Troopany Show on Facebook, and on Patreon, where you keep the show free forever for everyone. I'm also on Mastodon. We have a Discord, too. Sherifflinestar, sorry, uh, Troopany Show podcast. Um, yeah, 
have fun. We'll see you next week. We're not really sure what we're going to look at next week, but I have a feeling that GCW match might be with Zack Sabre Jr. and Nick Gage in the main event. Might be worth having a look at, so that might be for it for next week. There is a great show for this week. We have some sad news from Glade. Kato Uchida broke his arm yesterday. Boo. We're not supposed to feel sorry for people from Black Generation. They are evil, but he's, he's awesome. And he's had some great main events, and he was a great G-Rex, and, um, great G-Rex champion. So we hope you get better soon, sir. Pass on our regards. Well, thank you for entertaining us. Me and Marcus do love a bit of Black Generation. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.